is it okay to vent to somebody without consideration for their emotional state at that time? And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Well, I now have a lot of material for a behind the scenes or a blooper reel for myself because I just did an entire show. This show, as a matter of fact, that you're going to be listening to. And I proceeded to take the video card out and then erase it. So, hi, I'm back again. You're hearing me for the first time right now from the deserts of southwestern United States of America in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is the Surrounded by Eats Radio Podcast. This is Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host. I hope you guys are doing great. Things are chaotic and out of control. And the usual dog and pony show that we've been going through over the last few months with all of the coronavirus and the pandemic issues. This week is going to be on that. It's going to be talking about my personal philosophy or philosophical foundation, which is Stoicism, and that should not be a surprise to you if you've been around for a little bit. I talk about that practically all the time, and it's infused in everything that I do and everything I talk about and everything I coach. Also, the basis of the show is going to really be about four questions that a friend of mine asked me after we had a really long, good conversation about what's going on currently and the sense of not being in control and trying to cope with this craziness or this complete life shift that's been going on in our lives because of the pandemic. I'm going to stick to the pandemic this week. I'm going to try not to get political. It's going to happen. I mean, you know, let's just be real because that's a big issue. But the basis of this show is really going to be on control. It's going to be our need for control in a world where people right now have had to give up a lot of that and fundamentally alter the way that they live in order to ward off this unseen viral enemy that's creating a lot of issues right now. Look around. I mean, I just saw the, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit in, in a little bit later in the show, but the National Institute of Mental Health just came out with the fact that like 54% increase in, in adults, and I think it was just the United States, increase in mental health issues, the ones that they actually admit to, the ones that they actually acknowledge the fact that they have a problem with control or a problem with their mental health right now. It's huge. And it's and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because of our lack of control. Human beings need to have a sense of control. It's been that way since day one, and it's going to remain that way forever. And that's why I think having a basis in Stoicism or Stoic philosophy is really important, or at least understanding or accepting some of the concepts that are involved in that. Just to give you an idea, Stoicism is based on the philosophical foundation of basically recognizing what one can change and recognizing what is beyond one's control. And I know that isn't unfamiliar to you because you can look around pretty much everywhere and see some signs of that philosophy. You can see it in Viktor Frankl's logotherapy. You can see it in Carl Rogers or Rogerian therapy. Beck, who started the cognitive behavioral stuff, if you're familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy, that has a basis in that as well. Even Alcoholics Anonymous has that in their credo or in their mission statement to control the things that you can control and let go of the other ones that you can't. If you have an opportunity to really look into it and really ground yourself in that mentality, it's going to make a huge difference in regards to your coping mechanism and in regards to accepting what is and alleviating or taking away a lot of that emotional stuff that's going on in regards to trying to force us going back into the world that used to be. 
it may not be exactly the way that it used to be. I doubt that it's going to. It's going to be different in some way, and we have to figure out a way to be a little more malleable, a little more flexible when it comes to our lives and the and the world in and of itself going forward day after day. I mean, Stoic philosophy was born out of the same basic situation that we're seeing today. It started after Alexander the Great died, and there was a lot of major social and political upheavals going on. Seneca was put into forced exile twice in his life for a long periods of time, and Marcus Aurelius was running the show in Rome during the plague. And so, so a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the foundations of that philosophy come out of mass crisis. So after that really great conversation that I had with my friend, she had some follow-up questions about things, and she texted them over to me, and there were four of them, and I thought it'd be great to share these, not only to share the question, because I think all of these questions we all have, but also to go through and take a look at maybe the reasons why, and then some possible solutions to what she brought up. So the first question she had is, who are people going to with their personal issues? Are they dumping on their family, on their friends, are their coworkers? Or are they dumping everything on their significant other? What if they don't have a significant other? Where are they going, right? Well, the answer is everybody and anyone who is available or who is willing to uh, take on your emotional venting at that time and at that place. It's all context, right? They have to be on a solid foundation enough for them to be able to handle the weight that you're throwing onto them and vice versa. The same thing with somebody that's talking to you as well. But what this does is it, is it brings me out into gaining a better perspective on things. And the better perspective about all this comes from the acceptance or the understanding that this is a collective nodal event. Now, nodal events are huge in psychology. That's the stuff that basically stops you in your tracks in your life and forces you into a different direction. And it could be good stuff or bad stuff. It could be somebody dying in your family. It could be you getting married. It could be you transferring jobs in a totally different place. It could be all those things that that take your life in that moment off the track that it was on, off that knowing what's going to happen the next day type of thing, and putting you on a whole different track with different variables, with different experiences to come in the, in the days, in the weeks, in the months ahead. What's happening right now is we're in a collective nodal event. The normal has stopped completely for everybody, and we're all trying to deal with this at the same time. Well, what happens is, usually in a nodal event, you have like the married couple or the immediate family, and they're dealing with all these changes. But then you have these outside people, the rest of your tribe, that can support you because they're on a more solid foundation. They're not dealing emotionally with the same thing you are, and so they're free for you to dump a plenty on all of your stuff. But the problem with being in a collective nodal event is we're all being impacted by the same thing. So there's not a for sure person that you can spin to in your tribe and they're going to be ready for you or they're going to be even able. So with the problem being on a massive scale, there is a solid foundation or even a leadership vacuum. Now in disaster movies, it's usually the hero, right, or the group of heroes that are calmer and they're level-headed thinkers And they can kind of separate themselves from that current situation so they can see more in terms of opportunities or solutions to get out of their current terrible situation. The second thing that the heroes or those people can do is that they have the ability to rally others around them for the common good, acting as a functional team to work towards that particular solution. And in real life, it's exactly the same thing. 
look at situations in history to where strong leaders, level-headed thinkers, team-focused people have been in positions of power where they created the solutions that were needed. I mean, Churchill in England, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt here in the United States during World War II, Abraham Lincoln, Nelson Mandela, who talk about forced isolation. And even more recently, which is a great example, is Jacinda Ardern. And she's the prime minister of New Zealand who absolutely crushed the response to this pandemic. Brilliant leadership and maturity from this woman. Just absolutely amazing. So that might have digressed a little bit off of that first question in terms of who are people going to with their personal issues. But I think it's important in the overall scheme of things to understand because this is such a collective nodal event and everybody's going through it at the same time. We're all in this together and everybody's going to everybody. And the better we understand this personally, me and you, the more we're able to help other people go through this process who are not I wouldn't say at the level, but who don't understand it as well as we do. And that's why this whole thing is happening here, because it's it's a matter of getting as many people as possible on the team to make things better. The second question that my friend had was, is it okay to vent to somebody without consideration for their emotional state at that time? And the short answer is no. And the long answer is no. It's not okay to vent to somebody without consideration at all. Now, the problem with that is, is that sometimes you can't help it. The teapot is boiling, the steam is coming out, and you cannot control it. It's just going to happen, especially during a situation to where there's already this energy in you because of this anxiety that you're trying to cope with, but it's it bubbles to the surface or it adds more fuel to just the smallest things that come up. And that's why a lot of people are saying, I don't, I don't know why I'm so on edge, or I don't know why the smaller things are bothering me right now. Well, they're bothering you because you're not starting from ground zero, and then the your significant other not taking out the trash is is just, hey, they're not taking out the trash. I have to remind them. You're starting from level nine because you're trying to deal with all the stuff that we're all trying to deal with, and it, all it takes is like one step up for you to go to a level 10 meltdown about the trash, that's why things are happening. And then what happens from there? You throw out the negative energy. It goes on to the other person. The other person gets the negative energy, bah, 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 back and forth. It's a disaster in your own home. That's what's happening. So her follow-up question on all that was, are they able to handle it? And obviously, no, they're not able to handle it. And now they may. Okay. And then we're going to get into that, how to figure out if they're able to handle it or not before you even start to vent. Because that's the key. The key is for you to have some level of responsibility, some level of awareness and clarity in regards to, uh uh-oh, I'm about to blow, instead of just throwing it out there without having any power that you can have to be able to hold on to that until you're in the proper place in order to vent effectively to where it helps you and it doesn't burden the other person that you're venting to. So the solution to that is setting up venting boundaries with your significant other or with your best friend or whomever you do talk to all the time or you do most of your venting to. You have to set up venting boundaries. And it's a new gig now because you have to set them up based upon the new situation. You can't rely on the old rules or the old boundaries of your relationship in order to get you guys through what's going on right now because it's a different world and it's a different reality and you have to have different tools 
to fit the different reality. It's like you've gone from a basketball court over to a football field and you brought the basketball with you. It's not going to work. You got to go find football and then play with football. So that being said, I like to call it communication and priming. The first thing you need to do is you got to sit down when things are chill and the other person isn't riled up and you're not riled up either. You're just having a glass of wine or you're just kicking it or you just called up to see what's going on with your best friend or your mom or your dad or whomever you do talk to in terms of that person that you typically vent to. And you have a conversation with them at that time. And the conversation is this. Okay, we need to draft a new sub rule or a new bylaw to our relationship. Now, you're not going to frame it like that, but you, you know what I'm talking about, right? What that is, is that say, hey, listen, I'm having a bit of a hard time with this stuff. Maybe you are too. If either of us need to vent and are having a hard time with things to where we can't deal with them on ourselves, then the first thing we need to do is when we call the person up or we're talking to that person, I need to let you know, I need to throw a bunch of stuff at you right now. Are you able to handle it? And the other person needs to have the ability to say, I can handle it right now. They also need to have the option of opting out. You need to give them that option. Respect for the relationship should guide you into giving them the option to opt out if they cannot handle the weight of what you're going to throw on them because it is a weight. It's almost a fit and you can sense it, right? When somebody throws a bunch of stuff on you and if you're on a stable ground, you listen to it and you let them vent and you let things process through and then it's okay. It's almost like you and you're on a concrete foundation and you take the weight and you kind of hold it for them while you guys are talking. And then afterwards you you set it aside because it's not your weight and all you're doing is taking it off them and then you're helping them by putting it to the side and then it just, and then you just go on your way. Now, the problem with you being on an unstable platform is that you're wobbly. It's all over the place. You're taking the weight. It's going to tip you over. It's like Jack trying to climb onto the floating door with Rose and Rose is going, whoa, because it's there's not it's not stable at all. And she can't counteract all the weight and stuff. They both fall into the briny deep and they're at the bottom of the Atlantic. You can't dump on somebody who's not on a stable foundation. So it's a matter of agreeing That if you do have an issue, you have to give the other person the option to opt out if they're not able to handle it. Now, if the issue is specifically relationship-based, if it's a specific issue with that person about an action that that person took or about something that is out of integrity with the relationship rules, then that's a whole different thing. And the way to handle that is don't bring the energy of all the other nodal event stuff of the pandemic stuff, of the sense of lack of control. Don't bring any of that stuff into the relationship issue with that person. You need to journal. You need to talk to a professional or you need to scream into a pillow. I would not talk to friends or family if you have to dump all this energy before you sit down and have a rational, responsible, mature discussion with your significant other about a relationship issue. If you do talk to your BFF or if you do talk to your mom or dad or somebody else in your inner circle, they're going to remember it. They're going to take your word for what it is. And it's not going to do well in regards to how everybody's flowing. They will always have this, oh, that guy thing going on because you dumped all that on them with maybe a little more energy than it should have been. But they're not going to take it for what for that. All they're going to see is, that guy hurt my little baby or something like that. And it's not going to bode well. So I would not talk to friends or family about any of that stuff. I would work on journaling. I would work on talking to a professional or working out. Working out is the best way to go about doing it. 
just to have a rage workout. Seen it before, done it before. The fourth and last question that she had for me was, is this the time to start paying someone to listen to us? And the long and the short answer is absolutely. Yes, it is. This is the time. The mental health issues have gone up. This is a big deal. You should treat it like a big deal. If you are having issues, you should treat your issues. If you have a problem with your car, you take it to the mechanic. That's a car. We're talking about you as a person, as an emotional being. You need to take care of yourself. Now, a lot of times money comes up in regards to the cost because it's not cheap to go to a traditional therapist or you know, time or stigma. First of all, if it's a stigma thing, more than likely that's not going to be an issue with you because you're listening to me. And if you're open enough to listen to me and all the stuff I talk about, you're not going to have an issue going to therapy. Or if you do, then we need to talk because you should not have that. The second thing is if there is a money issue, there are a lot of resources out there. I just Googled free counseling COVID just to see what comes up. And there's about 10 things on here. There's something from Healthline. There's something from the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh, Good Morning America even has a little article about like six or seven or eight places that you can go for information or at least therapy. The Red Cross has crisis counseling, and this is a crisis. So there are options that aren't going to cost you $150 a session. And I can't stress this more emphatically right now. Your friend, your significant other is not educated enough or emotionally capable enough to deal with you dumping it on them right now. It's taken me 20 years of research and education and experience to get to the point where I'm able to help people. So please, for God's sakes, accept the fact that money should not be an issue at all. So that's the show. And I want to leave you with, of course, a Stoic philosophy quote. And this one was from Seneca. Floods will rob us of one thing, fires of another. These are conditions of our existence which we cannot change. What we can do is adopt a noble spirit, such a spirit as befits a good person, so that we may bear up bravely under all that fortune sends us and bring our wills into tune with nature's. Again, it's about understanding that our issue is control. It's about understanding what we can control, and it's about, as important, understanding what we cannot control, and then getting the help that we need and looking towards our people for support, but being very communicative and setting up new relationship boundaries in regards to dumping our stuff on them and them dumping their stuff on us. That's it. I hope you had a great, productive week. I hope next week is great and productive. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, you can go to javabud.com for all the stuff. You can go to YouTube. I have the videos. If you have any comments or questions, or if you want some coaching or want some information on coaching, I'd be more than happy to help you out. Uh, My name is Tony. It's Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. Be good to yourself, take care of yourself, and be good to other people. I will talk to you next week. Bye.